Hello, welcome to Kernels. I'm Christopher Hooten, culture editor at The Independent, and I'm here as ever with my colleagues Jack Shepard. Hello. And Jacob Stolworthy. Hey. Guys, you got Oscar Fever. Oscar Fever. I'm feeding it. Are you actually? I like, I love it. I can't help but get caught up in it. Jack? I, li- I like it now that I've, s- now I've seen all the films already <laughs> this year. I'm happy. Yeah. I'm like, I can easily it, talk about it. You know what? That's because it's silly, but I like that there's a chance to just kind of round up all the films. Because you go into a film and then you enjoy it and maybe you write a review, then you, otherwise you just never really think about it or talk about it again. Yeah. So it's at least a nice chance to like, look back at everything we enjoyed Definitely. even if the whole idea of like you know like ranking them or whoever wins is not actually that meaningful also this year it goes back further than like the last two months so it's quite nice to go back you know like get out was at the very beginning of the yeah, year so true. to actually think oh what actually happened in january yeah it's a nice difference yeah so the uh nominations came out this week and as is our job is usually just immediately having to be like, what's the big, what's the line here? You know, like who's been snubbed or mm. who's like a real surprise that they made it on there. And it was kind of like, it was, it was nice. it seemed, seemed good. Like yeah. it was, yeah, it mostly made sense. There was no one like, you know, shockingly not there. So we kind of felt like they kind of got it right. So now we just, it'd be interesting to see whether they get it right on the night in terms yeah. of who they give it to. Um, So we've got the nominations list here. If we start let's have a look down at um actress in a leading role so the nominees sally hawkins for the shape of water francis mcdormand for three billboards outside Ebbing, missouri margot robbie for i tonya saoirse ronan for ladybird and meryl streep for the post token streep nomination yeah you've got to give it to the street <laughs> regardless of what she's been in yeah it's a 10 minute short silent film should be <laughs> exactly what did you actually think of streep in the post um, I think she was maybe um, restrained by a bit of a weak script to begin with, autopilot along with Hanks. But by the end, as the film kind of intensified, she got bad, she got good. Yeah, I think I agree. I think I wasn't the biggest fan of her to begin with. I think it, it didn't help her character was this shy woman who then comes into her own at the end. And it's like, oh, character arc, but it's almost too overplayed. It's to me, it felt a bit too exaggerated, perhaps. Yeah, that's what I felt. It was like, she can't have been that. Just the whole film, she's sort of like, oh, what what am I to do with the newsroom? <laughs> like, I buried the lead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe if you did a lot of research into the, her actual, the actual human being she was playing there, maybe her personality was like that, but it mm. did seem a little bit much. But to change that drastically over, what was it, like six days? That's how long the film takes place over. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Oh. So, yeah, I mean, as as much as, you know, she's got a million Oscars. I can't even remember what number it is now, but it's a lot, isn't it? And nominations, it's... 21. 21. 21 nominations. But we don't it's think not. she's going to get anything here. That's probably right, you know. Um, So, I don't know about you guys, but I reckon Frances McDormand would probably get it. I do. And if you'd asked me a few months ago, so I saw both the Shave Wars and Three Billboards back in Toronto in, in uh, September, and... If you'd asked me then, I would have said Sally's for the win. Mm. Like Sally's going to take that. And yeah, I when I when I went to see Shape of Water, I was like, this is a hell of a performance. Like on yeah. paper, this should win it completely. And I do, and as well, it's like it's one of them films, one of them roles that kind of is separate from the film. That if you don't like fantasy films, you can kind of probably just appreciate it for Sally Hawkins' performance mm. because of why that is. That people might not know if they have they not seen the film. It's almost a spoiler. Which, mm. um, but yeah, I, I would have said Sally, but now I think you're right. I think it's Francis's. For the win. She's yeah. got everything in the so run-up. Yes, yeah, so for people who don't know, um, Sally Hawkins in Guillermo del Toro is A Shape of Water, and it's largely a kind of silent role for her, and yet she gives so much emotion and uses her body in really interesting ways yeah. that is just 
very different and very new and you can tell she's done a hell of a lot of work mm. to get to that mm. place well it feels it feels that whole film borrows a lot from silent cinema it feels like all the sets very mm. big and exaggerated and look lovely mm. and he really nails that and so she gives this amazing silent performance basically but then you've got Francis and three billboards who <laughs> is basically feels like she's just playing herself or how people imagine she is from you know the coen brothers films and yeah i don't know while it's a role that like obviously it's a role that you want to see Frances mcdormand do you don't want to see her do really anything else she has she 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 has done abrasive working class woman before yeah and like awarding that is, is almost like it's almost in in a way giving it to meryl streep in the post because we know <laughs> france can do it and she's great and i love it and like, she's far and away the best thing about that film um but sally's is a, is special yeah Sally's, it would be really great if they gave it to Sally. Yeah. Do you reckon that would be your pick, Chris? Uh, yeah, so I think I think it's going to be Francis. It probably should be Sally. But I don't, it's not one I feel like, I feel like Francis is perfectly deserving. It's not going to mm. bother me. I mean, people will wonder if like Saoirse Ronan's maybe in with a shout and she was very good. Um, I don't know if quite, I would I would place her top, but. I don't think I would. I think maybe, for me, I really enjoyed Margot Robbie yeah. and Antonia. Definitely worthy of a nomination. She's such a good actress. She's amazing. Making in that really film good as well. career decisions. Yeah, she is really good in that film. It is a pretty, it's a pretty hot category, isn't it? This year, like everyone in that list is, uh, well, it's apart from our misgivings with Meryl Streep, did like a, a really good job. Yeah, really great. It, it's probably the um, one of the most apart from director, which we'll come on to, one of the most exciting uh, categories. Yeah. So moving on to um, actor in a leading role. Um, it's like a, a really diverse list of um, actors. Well, in terms of their performances, not in terms of the color of their skin, obviously, it's the mm. Oscars. Um, so we got Timothy Chalamet for Call Me By Your Name, Daniel Day-Lewis for Phantom Thread, Daniel Kaluuya for Get Out, Gary Oldman for Darkest Hour, and Denzel Washington for Roman J. Israel Esquire. Has anyone managed to catch that yet? Not yet. No, I bet you didn't think yet. you'd going to be men mentioned that on this podcast, did no, you? No, I did not. What a film. <laughs> Yes, well, I guess we count out, you know, Denzel for this one. This is probably not his, not his, his year. Um, Gary Oldman's going to walk. Gary Oldman's going to walk that, it. Isn't he? It's a, it's, it's a funny one because yeah, he is. I think it's the biggest dead set of the night. To be honest, that Gary Oldman's going to win it because it's you know he looks so different. He is great, and it's a a, a real person who he's playing. Um, but wouldn't it just be great if they gave it to one of the younguns, Timothy or Daniel? No. Do you not think? No, I think I don't know. I don't. I'm not. I'm not a fan of that. Like, it just seems crazy to. I know you should look at this specific performance, and not their career, but it just seems strange to me to go straight in with like. I mean, I, I thought Timothy Chalamet probably was one of my absolute favorite performances of the year. Yeah. Call me by your name. He was so good, and chemistry with Army Hammer was just unbelievable. Mm. But there's. So, I mean, I don't know. But I don't know so much about you know with Gary Oldman. I think he's great, but. It, it, it bugs me this thing with the Oscars, you know, tending to give it to people when they're playing real life people, and particularly when they're prosthetic up, like as if they you know that's a, that's a makeup award. Like it's like it's like it's like they're they're awarding the patience that they had sat, sat in a yeah, makeup chair know, for hours, yeah. you know, yeah. as opposed and, to the craft. And it's like it's all those roles are about just getting your craft down and less about your interaction with other actors. But that's what's more interesting to me, and that's what makes like. Timothy Chalamet's performance is so good because of all that work he did with Army Hammer and their connection, as opposed to you know someone playing like a president or a famous figure and it just being all about them. Um, yeah, I mean, I still like Gary Oldman a lot in that film. He's much better than the film is. Like his performance is great, yeah. and the film's not the greatest. But and I think he brings a certain 
style to Churchill we perhaps haven't seen before. You know, he's got that bit where he's laughing and he shoves it, puts his fingers up. He's like, up the bum or whatever. It's it is. funny. Yeah, it is funny. <laughs> he brings quite a lot of humor to the role. So that's like out of context. Good. That sounds like the worst <laughs> yeah, film. Yeah, it's kind of it's it, it, out of context. It sounds awful, but yeah, it's actually <laughs> it's quite funny. a funny scene. It is but, quite funny. But it, you know, when they say like lost in a role, it's quite cliched. But genuinely, did forget it was him yeah. while watching it. Um, but Timothy Timothy Chalamet, it's just he's going to be he's destined to you know if he continues in the vein that he 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 had in um yeah. Call Me By Your Name he's obviously going to get nominated for more Oscars down the line and eventually he'll win it for a film that he doesn't deserve it for yeah, I can't imagine him ever deserving it? it for a film more than this yeah people will always probably for his entire career which I think now is going to be very big like overnight from that film mm. they always going to remember him for that film but he's not it'll be he'll get it's, and this happens time and time again doesn't it like you know Gary Oldman will probably win probably not his best role Leonardo DiCaprio won for The Revenant where it was just a hell of a lot of grunting like yeah. It's strange that that seems to be where it goes, but that's probably the case. I mean, also, Dan, we didn't talk about Daniel Lewis. He is pretty fantastic in Phantom Thread. Jack, I know you enjoyed. Yeah, I love him in that film. I think he's amazing. And I watched him in Last of the Peacons about two days ago <laughs> and then was thinking about Phantom Thread afterwards. And it's just the way he loses himself in all these roles, and especially in Phantom Thread. Well, what would you say, as someone who's not seen Phantom Thread, I'm seeing it very soon, how does it rate? Among other roles of his, it mainly there will be blood. It's not. It's because it's not as dramatic a role as, uh, you know, Daniel Plainview. But oh, he's just he's just so good. And it's like when you watch when you watch him in the scenes, it's like everything is orbiting around him, almost even like the fucking set and mm. <laughs> everything going on. He just has so much. I don't know. It's just, it just there's something different going on to, with him than is going on with like other actors. Mm. Maybe I feel it with Joaquin as well. But um, I think in yeah. this film he also gives a lot of room to the to the women in it, especially Vicky. You know, he gives her a lot of room to breathe in this film, which is a bit different to There'll Be Blood, where it was almost all about him. And I felt in this film it was more of a, especially towards the end, it was more of a battle between these two characters. Mm. And he really gives that room. And I think, I mean, that's just when you're a really good actor, that's what you do. So I think he, yeah, he's excellent in that. But I still think, like for me. Probably Timothy should win that category, I reckon. So we'll but I don't think he will. <laughs> and to be honest, like Daniel and and Gary Oldman, two Southeast London Londoners, yeah, that's a duke cap like that I can get behind always. Just a shame we're potentially <laughs> not going to get another Daniel Day Lewis. Very true. Very sad. All right, let's move on. Uh, actress in a supporting role. Uh, it's probably not the most exciting of of the rounds going. Um, Mary J. Blige for Mudbound. Alison Janney for Itonia. Leslie Manville for Phantom Thread. Laurie Metcalf for Ladybird and Octavia Spencer for The Shape of Water. That's uh, a that's a Janny win. Yeah. That's sewn up, but but I think and I, I it's not a slight on Alison Janney who I think is terrific, but I would absolutely love either um, uh, having not seen Phantom Fred, so Leslie Manville I, I can't comment on, but Mary J Blige uh, or Laurie Metcalf who I thought was terrific in Ladybird. Yeah, I thought she was absolutely terrific. Yeah. Uh, but the best thing about that film, really, I I wouldn't don't know if it was the best thing, but yeah, I did really enjoy that. Mm. Um, I mean, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think Octavia Spencer was particularly memorable in Shape of Water. It was kind of a cartoonish role, I thought a little bit. I think even Octavia Spencer would say it's not one of her best roles. No. You know, it, it's no, I, I, she's not. She's probably the weakest on that list. I think Mary J. Blige was 
phenomenal in Mudbound. She's so good. She's mm-hmm. just completely... I barely knew it was her in that yeah. role. It's crazy. She's so good in it. Um, but yeah, Lorian Ladybird, she's amazing as well. She's great. She is. They're that kind of... that. Uh, that Even though it's a, a, a mother-daughter relationship at the centre of it, I still felt every emotion, even though obviously I had a very different relationship with my mother than I'm sure my sister had, but I just really got it because of such a bit. Laurie Metcalf, her emotion, and she's a bit of a nightmare, but... It's been you a good year for performances by parents. Yes. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, from Call Me By Your Name to... What was it the other day? Wait, what was the other one? Oh, man. It's what was me. the other one? We were saying it, weren't we? Molly's Game. Molly's Game. Kevin yeah, Costner. Yeah, Molly's Game. Yeah, there was sometimes a okay, like, polarizing scene, but I thought it was fucking great. I'm with you, Chris, on that. Her dad. I All right, yeah, so like we think, I guess we think... <laughs> Alison Janney is gonna win that one. She picked. She picked up at the Golden Globes, didn't she? Yeah. It's actually we ran interviews with a uh, run of interview with Mary J. Blige from Mudbound this week, I believe. If uh, people want to check out, check out the website. And I've got one with Alison Janney coming. Oh, there we go. I think we did well, Jack. And I will tell her that I want her to win. <laughs> 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 I will tell her. Don't that. listen to the podcast, Laurie. <laughs> oh, my Leslie Manville one's going up on Monday oh as well. Oh God, this is a. <laughs> we've there we really go. got that category down. <laughs> All right. Uh, friends of Octavia Spencer. I'm joking. So. Actor in a supporting role. This is kind of a, I don't know, a flat category to me too, actually. We've got Willem Dafoe for The Florida Project, Woody Harrelson for Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, Richard Jenkins for The Shape of Water, Christopher, Last Minute Plumber for All the Money in the World, and Sam Rockwell for Three Billboards as well. I just think, like you say, it's a bit of a throwaway one, and it, and it really shouldn't be, because there are so many other roles, I feel, out there that... Um, of actors that could have got nominated. I mean, nominating both Woody and Sam Rockwell for Three Billboards is kind of scandalous, however good they are. Yeah, it's a bit much, isn't it? Yeah, and take out Sam and, and give it to Woody, even though Sam's winning everything. I agree. I thought, you know, Woody Harrelson's not in that film as much as Sam, but I think the scenes here are in are some of the most powerful Agreed. in the film. I'm very surprised how much everyone's loved Sam Rockwell. Mm. I think it's film. that trap of, like, it often happens in awards, when, you know, when a character has a massive redemption arc, so in this case, you know, not kind of a spoiler, but, you know, it goes from the, like, the very worst racist cop to, you know, a somewhat redeemed guy who tries to make the best of a bad situation in his shitty life. I think that's kind of why he's doing so well with it. But I didn't think the actual performance was like, it was good, but it was, like, amazing for no, me. I don't think he'll win anymore anyway, because there's been such a backlash about against that character because of that arc, because they do this racist redemption thing without showing a single black character yeah pe- people people are saying that I, I i'm kind of split down the middle with that with with people's views on that in terms of i don't think it is a fully redemptive arc at all myself but that's another conversation no. for another day yeah that i mean that isn't it yeah what it wasn't so much what bothered me about that scene i was just quite surprised by how simple it was where you know she he did he did that he did france mcdormand's character a decent turn then she was like thank you it was just it was quite simplistic, like, oh, okay, he's your friend now. But yeah, I do know what you mean. I don't. I mean, I didn't really enjoy his performance. There's problems that in that film, 100. percent Yeah, that um, was just, it was an odd film. I don't. I don't understand all this awards recognition. I'm sure we'll get onto this, but yeah, I'm still not. The I have no problem with like a bad character having being able to. I think it's good to be able to see that there are some positives to all people. But if you're going to do that, you need to do it very deftly. And maybe the film didn't do it very deftly. It did it quite abruptly <laughs> yeah but i think that's that's his style isn't it he just wants to yeah hmm. he, he he's my mcdonough is, is a, a well-meaning yeah guy and director yeah, yeah. that's yeah that's what i think i'm yeah i hope people see that 
I mean, I did like uh, Willem Dafoe, and it was impressive that he. I remember Sean Baker saying because a lot of the actors in that are either not even actors mm. or kids, and he kind of needed Willem Dafoe to come in and be like, right, you need to be the actor here because yeah. you've got to keep everything together. And I think he did a really good job with that, and he gave a really sort of like warm performance. Like, um, but I don't think again he would say that is one of his the best he's ever done. I'd say it's just so far removed from everything else he's ever done that it stands out and it's like he'd be a completely deserving winner. It's kind of the role that that category's designed for, as well as Michael Stuhlbarg in Call Me By Your Name. And I know you guys feel that Army Hammer was more worthy of a nomination, but mm. I do think Michael Stuhlbarg, you know, the final monologue scene he has that people talk about, but even throughout his, his, his little scenes peppered throughout the film, I think that was the best supporting role in a film yeah. last year and I'm, I'm staggered that he's not got any recognition across any of the award ceremonies yeah I mean if we're saying that the nomination list was pretty good this is probably the one category where it's like it could have been better definitely especially when you're nominating Richard Jenkins with The Shape of Water yeah because he was great but yeah, it Michael Shannon was also great in that film yeah. but he's, you know what yeah. I mean like it, he was fine it's kind of a strange one yeah if your job as a supporting actor is to support like Stolberg bam that scene is just that's the one yeah, that is the one. I, I'm not sure what to say about Christopher Plummer. He kind of coming in last minute and then suddenly getting this. Yeah, it's just. Yeah, it's just it's, it's almost should be should you know when they have like a technical awards like the craft awards he almost deserves to win for that <laughs> if you know for being missed the last minute just like didn't even know he was going to be in the film and then suddenly he's got a, like a awards for it like two weeks later it's absolutely insane and more power to him for managing to do that and get down all the lines but it seems strange to. But I don't think he's going to win it. So, like, fair enough. Give the guy a nomination. No. Yeah. So, who do you reckon will win, Chris? Uh, I think I think it'll be Sam Rockwell still because I think also all the controversy came probably after most of the voting. Yeah, I th I reckon Willem could get it. I, I think like it's going to gonna be. It. Yeah, I'm with Jack. I think it's going to be one of them ones where Willem was leading all the way, and then Sam Rockwell had an upset, started at the Golden Globes and continued this with the Screen Actors Guild Awards, and then on the night it's going to go veer back to Willem. I can't see it for some reason, but really? it's interesting. I really hope that's what I happens. So. Also, I think part of the vote might be split between Woody and Sam, just because they're the same film. Mm, true. So. Yeah, that's a good point. Right, we've got up next sound editing and then sound mixing, which if anyone's still confused about the difference, sound editing <laughs> always comes first and is essentially the Foley, the, the Foley sounds, whether they're, you know, coming from a library or created, the ADR, when the actors go back in to have to lay over dialogue and any, literally any sound that has to be processed or added um, in the in the editing process. And then mixing is literally taking all those elements together and making sure they all work together. I think the sound mixer on uh, Mad Max Fury Road had like 2,000 channels or something wow. by the time the sound editor handed over to him to like to take all that together. So that's the kind of the broad split mm. um so sound editing uh we've got baby driver blade runner 2049 dunkirk the shape of water and star wars the last jedi i mean for me dunkirk jumped out of that list i don't know about jack jacob what i mean i remember watching dunkirk and isn't sound editing is not usually something you really think about but actually something i was thinking about like that when he when he bursts through that small town and out onto the beach mm. and the heartbeat mm. with his footsteps and then like just the sound of bullets like was just so intense i was like this the sound in this film is insane yeah the planes <laughs> and the bullets they were absolutely like i felt like that was like it was coming overhead and i was yeah. ducking in the cinema um I, I i'm team dunkirk for both of these mm, I, I think 
I think mm. it's going to do, having like, you know, not been anywhere at the Golden Globes, I think it's actually going to do probably all right. Dunkirk will get a few. Yeah, I really hope so too. I'd love it if Dunkirk started winning quite a lot of Oscars. Yeah, yeah I think Baby Drivers probably <laughs> quite well deserved there. Yeah, I was going to say that. I think I don't. I don't like Baby Driver as a film, but it it all clicks together so nicely. It's that like, opening half is great. It's like you know that like that subsection of like gifs where they all like loop perfectly and they're like pleasing. That whole film was like that. It had this, the, the vibe of it and I think the sound played a big part in that. But Definitely. Yeah, it was like one of the main. main yeah. And I guess, so I guess sound mixing, I could see Dunkirk getting that too. Potentially Shape of Water, um, maybe Blade Runner. Or Star Wars. Or, ba- or Baby Driver. <laughs> <laughs> it could be all, all five. Um, I think um, I can see Dunkirk taking that one again. Yeah, I think I do think that whoever wins editing will win mixing this time around. Yeah, I think. Yeah, because they open it and the voting's open to everyone, isn't it? So everyone will just go, oh, it's probably quite yeah. similar. It's just Dunkirk, Dunkirk. Yeah. Um, also, I can't think of what The Shape of Water did to kind of stand out in that category. Yeah, I just remember. I don't know. There, there was a lot of elements to it, I suppose, in terms of the. The, the the vibe of the score in the film being almost like a Parisian, almost like Amelie kind of vibes. Yeah. Then tying that to the science fiction elements. I guess they're all quite disparate audio elements. They brought together quite nicely. I don't know. I could see it Mixed well. Mixed well. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's move on. Um, so original score, we've got Dunkirk, Phantom Thread, Shape of Water, Star Wars The Last Jedi, and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. I personally what I want to win I think will win I think it will go to Shape of Water Des Platt interesting I really enjoyed that score it was something that really stood out to me in that film I didn't think about the score once really that film. that's so interesting yeah. you just mentioned the Parisian kind of vibe I'm, I mean going. I'm yeah I was aware of it but it wasn't it, there's so many films like in the last year where I've been so distracted by the score because it's so like amazing and beautiful and I didn't get that for some reason in Shape okay. of Water but. for me it, it was almost like it, in a way like I wasn't Real, realizing it all the way through but at the end I realized that it it felt like it hadn't stopped it had been going it had just been constantly moving just like the film had been and then at the end it just all got tied up in any little bow when the title comes on screen it, was, it just made me feel really warm maybe inside. that's why maybe because it was so like woven and ethereal that I wasn't picking up as much but it was yeah still, yeah it reminded me of it had Hugo vibes um which I loved the score of that as well like, it really evoked that yeah for me. I think what you're saying about it all being like nicely put together mm. and you know that film really does work as a as a whole then it because to me there weren't really any single standout moments where i go oh that bit was amazing it's like the whole thing just worked so well and yeah. it all came together and i think the score was a big part of that like it is really good and some of the others are still great like phantom thread you've got johnny greenwood score yeah although i, I would wait. say um me and jack went to see you were never really here um which is Lim Ramsey's upcoming new film with Joaquin Phoenix starring and Johnny Greenwood, who did the score for Phantom Thread, also did it for that, and that blew me away. It's, mm. it's very different, you know, Phantom Thread's very orchestral and classical. This is the most fucked up soundtrack, but it's brutal and brilliant, so yeah, it's listen very up electronic, that. like heavy, dirty electronic noises. Yeah, and then, but then in the middle of it, this really, like, mellifluous, like, beautiful piece of music yeah. as well. It's really cool. Um, yeah, I mean, I, li- I really like the Phantom Thread one, but I think you guys are probably right with that. Three billboards, I'd it wasn't remarkable when it was me at, at all. all. I think it's Carter Burwell, right, who has quite frankly done better. Yeah. Um, um. I remember it be. I remember it standing out, but but not. 
I, f- I remember it kind of not matching the film I was watching. Yeah, I remember thinking that too. Yeah. And then you got John Williams for Star Wars. His yeah, 51st I mean, nomination. It's John Williams comes Whoa. in, he plays the hits. Like, it does, it just, yeah, it's what I, it is, what it is. Yeah. I think especially with this one, it did feel, because he plays all the old, like, the layer motif and all those kind of old things. And it's basically just playing on that nostalgia. Yeah. Like, it's just it's like, it's like Metallica coming in and playing Enter Sandman for like <laughs> the like fifth decade running, you know? <laughs> to be fair, Ray's theme is very good. <laughs> Here, so we go. Ray's theme. Out there. Here he goes. Here he goes. All right, uh, next up, visual effects. Uh, Blade Runner 2049, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, <laughs> Kong Skull Island, Star Wars The Last Jedi, and War for the Planet of the Apes. It's kind of a, a shame here there isn't like a visual effects and a practical effects awards because practical effects were a huge part of Blade Runner and, uh, you know, Star Wars. But Good point. Yeah, I mean, the effects in Blade Runner, just because that film looks so amazing. Yeah. But the actual... Like the visual effects in War for the Planet of the Apes are oh, just the next level. They're insane. Unbeatable. And it's a shame that Andy Serkis didn't get anything for his leading role. And also, and I, you know, people do scoff when they haven't seen this film. But <laughs> Best Picture nomination that wouldn't have been strange for War for the Planet of the Apes. And I know they were pushing it. They, they, it was like one of the mm. first screeners that was sent out. They thought we, they really stood a, a, a chance yeah, no, you in there. That film. yeah i absolutely loved it but i'm glad it, it, it and i actually do think it might be um blade runner because i yeah. think i think this is blade runners to kind of have like i think that's probably the front runner yeah i guess so well uh, i could i see what you mean though about war planets because i think the I, I you know i'm the biggest blade runner 2049 fan but i think it's it's like the artisticness of how it's used in blade runner is the thing yeah whereas if you're t- talking about it purely as a as a VFX thing, voted for by VFX people, I think you're right that maybe it will go to War for Planet of the Apes for being so yeah. incredibly like natural and realistic. But I think Dawn for the planet, uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, um, also won. Yeah. So that probably puts it ahead a little bit. And that was a probably better film as well, to be fair though. I don't. I disagree with that. Really? Yeah, I think War is actually the best of the three. I think I prefer Dawn. Ah. Yeah. We shall have words. <laughs> Jack Shepard. <laughs> And Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 should just not be anywhere near an awards mm. ceremony, oh, regardless of what category. <laughs> and Kong Skull Island, which everyone seemed to really like for some reason, but yeah. I thought it was absolutely I thought it was absolutely average. <laughs> yeah, that film is. I think both those films are very average, aren't they? Everyone's like, oh, B-movie thrills. It's like, no, it's just beasted for boring. <laughs> it's just all in Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy, they just painted them primary colours as well. It's like yeah, <laughs> absolutely ridiculous. Right, uh, next up, film editing. Baby Driver, Dunkirk, I, Tonya, The Shape of Water, and Three Billboards. Fucking shout out to film editors, man. The most, Honestly, the most unsung heroes, I think, of all of these processes. Like, putting together the first cut pretty much entirely themselves from all this massive rushes. So uh, I was stand for this award a little bit. Um, yeah. I've, I've noted down that I think Dunkirk will get it. It's got to be, right? It's I think Dunkirk will definitely get it. So, saying it like I feel, oh, I mean, again, maybe, maybe not three billboards, mm. um, but all the other four very well edited films. Yeah, I like I Tonya, I Tonya is amazing. When they, uh, you know, it tears along at such a fun pace. Yeah, but also speed. the way they film and edit the ice skating mm-hmm. just makes it. It looks incredible. It's terrific, especially when you think that you know they're still working with Margot Robbie who obviously had lots of training for the role to be this like great ice skater, but she wasn't, you know, the level that they make her seem in the film to yeah. kind of edit it. And lots of the spinning shots they do, they edit them really nicely into something else. It looks, yeah, really, really great. I'm glad it got nominated. 
and baby driver as well yeah. you know they do it so well with the music especially at the beginning where as it plods along and you have like the words around and it's just Matching so nice going yeah and what's going on on the, the screen only thing I, I wonder if maybe we're missing here is that the fact that the propensity of like giving everything to whatever film wins best picture but i don't think it's gonna be one of those years you know like la la land got like all of these awards but yeah. even if shape of water ends up doing well i don't think it's gonna you know i don't think it's gonna be a night where it it picks up a ton. I agree with you. I don't so think it's it going to be... be quite well split this year. Yeah, with different films. I agree. All right, let's move on. We're in the we're in the home straight. We've left out some of the uh, categories here, obviously, um, that are maybe a little bit too niche to go into. Um, apologies to everyone who works in those films. <laughs> <laughs> so apologies to live action short director <laughs> of my Hair nephew Emmett. We salute you. They do a fantastic job. In fairness, all power to them. They do. Uh, cinematography. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. So Blade Runner 2049, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Mudbound, The Shape of Water. Um, I will throw myself out the window if Blade Runner 2049 doesn't win this, hmm. if Deacons doesn't finally Deacons get doesn't win his award. But Yeah, that film is insane. Like The cinematography is just beyond anything else. It made it me really? want to weep. The cinematography was so beautiful. It was beautiful. Mm. I was just looking forward to this, the scene changing. I was like, oh God, what is the, the shot going to be next? Mm. <laughs> but I mean, it's possible that... Um, Shape of Water might sneak in there. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be one of them things that if 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 it goes the way of Shape of Water overall that night, it's going to take probably take home cinematography as well. Um, Blade Runner, what it doesn't have on its side that it is that it's not nominated for Best Picture. I generally, think it's as fickle as that. I agree. I think Blade Runner twenty forty nine should probably win. Also, great good shout out to Mudbound here. Yeah, mm. that was a that was a that was. A, I mean, it's Rachel Morrison, right? Who's the first ever female nominee? Ever female. Yeah. I mean, but like completely and utterly deserving nomination. It looks incredible. That it film. looks so they incredible. They do the really, you know, the sparse fields and mm. they just make a really great mood. It feels very dirty in that film. It does as feel well. dirty. It's just, uh, and that, that opening scene as well, in particular. The rain and. With the rain. Mm. It's insane. It looks so good. It's terrific. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, Darkest Hour was good but not the greatest i would have perhaps put i really like the cinematography in florida project that's a good point it's a good I shout really like i would that. have maybe put that in there mm. it's a good shout the kind of the color palette as well used in that film was like it looks gorgeous yeah yeah it's a really good shout it's a actually. really cause i think it's really put important to the film as well because it's fucking sad and it's about you know a really brutal topic these poor people like in these projects right outside disneyland but He's shot it in such a way that it, it looks, it makes it lighter, doesn't it, somehow, and, and brings some warmth to it, which mm -hmm. is pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, Joe Wright's, his films have always had really great cinematography, mm. but I think his other ones just stand out way more. Like, I watched Atonement recently, and compared to Darkest Hour, it's just the colours and the way it all looks is just insane. It's just a whole range in Atonement, isn't it? Yeah. Darkest Hour, it's kind of, it's very dark. Mm. Even, you know, the boardroom meetings and then even outside, it still feels quite dark, mm. which is, you know, it's called the Darkest Hour. Mm. But 
It's a lot of like like dark rooms with sunlight pouring in and like dust in the air and you know like, it doesn't it makes you want to just kind of get out and have take a breath of fresh air. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Shape of Water, I think, will win. I think Shape of Water will get it, yeah. But Blade Runner probably. I think Blade Runner should. It should. And I just I don't want you to jump out a window, basically. <laughs> this, so. And Roger Deakins, the, the great Roger Deakins, goes another year without, without. an Academy Award. <laughs> Unbelievable. Foreign language film. Um, I haven't seen all of these yet. I fully intend to before before the night. Um, we've got A Fantastic Woman, The Insult, Loveless, On Body and Soul, and The Square. I believe The Square is the front runner. Um, mm. It won the Palm Door, right? It did indeed. Swedish film. Um, I saw it the other day. It's It's pretty great. Um, You've been bigging it up. We need to see it. I don't want to over big it up, but it's just it's very like it's nice like the the satire of kind of where the art world is and where and kind of middle class hypocrisy and it is very very fun, and that wouldn't be enough. But then it does go to some pretty dark places. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. Trying everyone try and see that film if you can. It's good fun. And yeah, I was saying earlier it has one of my like probably my favorite scene of the year in it where it's like it's very difficult to watch. You're just like really? glued. Yeah. Um, on Body and Soul is very good as well though. It's a much much smaller. Hungarian film about these two incredibly socially awkward people who meet because they start being colleagues at an abattoir and fall in love. Right. And it's quite a really beautiful kind of sweet love story between these two meek people, but into like spliced together with shots of like cows having their heads chopped off and being like fed through machines and stuff because okay. they work at an abattoir. So you're kind of like, <laughs> so yeah, it's just it's a cool movie. Um, I'm seeing Loveless next week. Which I'm excited to see. I've heard a lot. I've heard it's bleak, but I've heard it's very. Um, I've heard it's, it could it could be a bit of an upset for the square. Hmm. Interesting. Um, the insult I don't know much about, but I'm going to seek that out. It's funny with the foreign language films; they always go for really bleak ones. It tends yeah. to win. Like there was one look called Leviathan. I don't know if you saw. Yeah, it. I've seen the Russian Leviathan. film. Was like, oh god. Yeah, <laughs> and they went for that Hanukkah film, The White Ribbon, one yeah, year, which is amazing yeah. and completely my favorite Hanukkah film. It's hard it's... to be, you know, a foreign language film, a comedy, and get that award. I think. Yeah. <laughs> so was Tony Erdman even nominated last year? It was. Was it? Okay. Did it win? Was what? No, the Salesman won last year. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The Asgard for Hardy after the whole. And then the year before, it was like, wasn't Son of Saul one? And that is a bleak film, isn't that it? That is a bleak film. Oh, I love Tony Edmund. It was a shame I didn't want. Erdy. Right. Adapted screenplay. Call Me By Your Name, The Disaster Artist, Logan, Molly's Game, and Mudbound. The first instances of two films I know we enjoyed and in the awards. You know, we've not heard from The Disaster Artist or Molly's Game yet. Um, or Logan. Yeah, which is shit. But ignore, ignore what these two guys say. <laughs> Logan is not a bad film. I quite enjoyed that. I'm it's it's X-Men with swearing. I'm, I'm still <laughs> shocked by its nomination. Um, I, I mean, yeah, I... More people were shocked Wonder Woman didn't get nominated, apparently, <sighs> which is insane because Logan is a much better film than Wonder Woman. I mean, like, take everything away on, on the surface level. Wonder Woman is not a good film. I wouldn't say it's a bad film. I think there's there are lots of the third the first two thirds I really enjoyed. It's the last third I find a complete mess. Mm. I think this is reflected of that fact though that after everyone calmed down like a little bit from the hype around it and how cool it was that that movie was happening and happening in that way. When when you now look back at it as a film, I think people be going, okay, that was not that was not great. Yeah, yeah it was, I think because it did so many great things, but then. You know, they were really pushing awards. So I remember there was a poster where it's like, it's for your consideration in every single category ever. And it's a bit like, it, it, yeah. you know, it's a good, I mean, great message, but yeah, I, is I the actual film... Go, go for it. Like, ch- ch- like campaign for that. 
and it is well directed and I do love that Patty Jenkins got the opportunity to do that and she did it she did it well but the film as a whole is it's by, by my standards, it's not, very, it's not even passable. Yeah. I found it quite hard to watch. It's great for the industry, but it's not great in terms of the you know the canon of good films. Yeah, it? yeah. We 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 digress. I think. Um, what do you think will win? Actually, I think it's going to go to Call Me by Your Name, um, mm. because the dude who wrote it is very old. Um, what's his name? Is James Ivory? Is it? I'm not sure. James, yeah. Um, I can I can see it winning but they took yeah. out the bit where he eats the peach where he eats the peach <laughs> <laughs> do you know what i i actually think if it if it's not if it's not wait they took it out for wide release no no, no, no. so in no in the in the film we don't film. you know when he has sex with the peach yeah and then in the book um army hammer's character comes in and then he eats the peach right with all the and they don't do that in the film yeah so i think he goes to him and he says don't and that's that. And lots of people were disappointed that he didn't eat the peach. This is, I think, this is an example though. You and you and I, Jack, were talking about this the other day when we saw that that working in Phoenix. You were never really here. And there's a really goofy scene in that, and you could tell in the book that it came from. They probably worked in the book. But when you yeah. when you play that out for five minutes on the screen, it's just like this is some random. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I so maybe it was there was a little bit of that. I don't but. think that would have worked. So that's why I think they did it, did it very well. I mean, yeah. the whole. I love that film so much. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it, I think it's gonna win, but I think Molly's game like maybe a weird upset. Just the fact that it's a fucking I bet that was a doorstopper of a script. Yeah, I mean I Jesus Christ. Call me by your name is my favorite film of the year, but I would happily I would probably want to give that to Molly's game actually, just because there's a lot. I, I thought the score was really bad in that film, and there's a few weird things with it, but it just ah oh, the script was just so enjoyable. The yeah. dialogue was like wonderful and. It didn't just do the classic Sorkin thing of being like wise talking, witty. It also like it was quite clever and had some really like nice moments to it. So yeah, and going I back agree. to to leading actress, you could definitely put Jessica Chastain mm. in there instead of Meryl yeah. Streep. Yeah, because she oh one hundred percent actually incredible yeah. in that film. Yeah, Molly's Game, very underrated film. Everyone should try and should try and see it for sure. It's very enjoyable, mm. and also in terms of adapting it for a screenplay, that was used going off like just her, her like recounting of it so to turn it from that into something that works as a film was pretty pretty impressive yeah seconded leads us on to original screenplay The Big Sick Get Out Lady Bird The Shape of Water and Three Billboards Jack what do you reckon is going to pick up well apparently The Shape of Water might not be an original script now have we seen this there was a report this morning about it being he might some people trying to sue the studio because he apparently stole lots of the ideas from someone else even though that's ne- he's never watched this other thing or seen it or anything uh-uh. so it might not be original but <laughs> I I would love to see Shape of Water win because I love the I- I just love <laughs> the script and I think I love the idea of it and I think it's very well written and I, but I think it will go probably go to three billboards yeah because everyone loves that even though but then I know you love the big sick Jacob, I I want this to either go to the Big Sick Girl or Ladybird. I want it to, um, probably would go to the Big Sick. I really love that story. I love Kamal Nanjiani and Emily Gordon. I think the film is charming as fuck. I think it's brilliant. I love that it's. I just love it. it's got been nominated. It doesn't have to win. It's got no, it's been nominated. It's won already, but I I would <laughs> love I'd love it to go to uh one of them three, um. 
Do you think Get Out could possibly get it? No, I think Three Ball, but Martin McDonough has this in the absolute bag. Yeah, I think if I yeah. think this is the, f- the yeah Three Balls might guarantee. not do as well at the Oscars as it did at the Golden Golden Globes, but it just it deserves it. It's a really good screenplay. Like the guy's a playwright; he knows how to put get together a good screenplay, and it is very fun. It's funny and clever. You know, there are things that are wrong with it. Do you know what I think about? I, I really love Martin McDonough, and, uh, and I interviewed him as well. It was one of my favorite interviews. He was on the podcast so last week. He was on the podcast last week, but. I think it's almost like he goes for that Coen Brothers um, vibe. But the Coen Brothers, when they get it right, there is no word wasted. Like, not a single word or a frame in their film is wasted. I really think it when they nail it, they nail it. But I just don't think Martin McDonough has ever quite nailed it like that. It's funny, I think, because you're, you're, you're right. I've not really made that comparison, but I suppose they are quite similar. But Coen Brothers, for me, just increasingly, just they feel really smug, their scripts, whereas really? his still feels a bit more like it's got teeth and it's a bit rough mm. around the edges which I quite like well I think he has a lot more to prove at the moment yeah other than the Coen you know the Coen brothers have all their classics yeah you know they'll go down in history as some of the greatest directors and writers but he's not at that stage yet so he still needs to prove himself yeah, yeah so yeah I think Three Bubbles will get it um, I don't particularly like The Big Sick or Get Out um, the screenplays I, I like d- the Get Out screenplay I think that is I think it's so good I mean the whole thing is just so clever and so funny it's such a great film yeah, it's like I'm. I'm glad that I know there's everyone's been campaigning for it and kind of, but there was always that everyone always had that feeling that it was never going to get that many nominations, but then it did, and yeah, I'm very happy for it. Um, but yeah, I do. Even though I'm not the biggest Ladybird fan ever, one of my favorite thing about it is I think the screenplay is really. She's done a really Greta Gerwig's done a really good job at like depicting those teenage years yep. and has got it, got it down really well so I'd happily see her and it's very possible actually that could win it we'll get that maybe that would be nice wouldn't it yeah right we're getting to the very the last two now the business end um, directing Dunkirk Get Out Lady Bird Phantom Thread and The Shape of Water so that's Christopher Nolan Jordan Peele Greta Gerwig Paul Thomas Anderson and Guillermo del Toro um, oh, there's a lot a lot going on here. This is such a great category. Yeah. This is the best Oscar category there has ever been. I genuinely think mm. so. It's so <laughs> exciting. This would have been unthinkable two yeah. years ago. Yeah. Um, I mean, I Christopher Nolan has finally got an Oscar nomination. I'm a big Christopher Nolan fan. The 17-year-old in me was loving it. I just remember uh, the year um, Inception got nominated for Best Picture and I was waiting for that Best Director nomination. I was sat there watching it so excited and never arrived. And if he, ne- I thought at that point, if he isn't going to get nominated for Inception, he'll never get nominated. Um, and there was a lot of talk when Dunkirk came out that Chris Nolan was a frontrunner for Best Director. And while now I think obviously Guillermo del Toro is now the frontrunner after winning the Golden Globe, especially, it's between those two, isn't it? It is between those two. I, I've heard rumblings of a of a Greta Gerwig upset. Yeah, I. I mean, that would. Be I, I mean, great. it wouldn't be an upset it, 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 by any stretch. It would be great to see her win, but I, I would be disappointed i would even be disappointed if guillermo wins i want christopher Nolan to win so much i would be i'd only be happy because i like her and she seems cool i don't think she's i don't think her direction is, her. is on the same like even planet there really she, there's obviously some amazing work with Saoirse Ronan to get that kind of performance but visually lady bird's fairly flat mm. um dunkirk which i have my issues with but it's, just, it's so masterfully directed i don't i don't like its brexitiness but it's directed fucking perfectly and yeah, I think Shape of Water will probably edge it, but it's definitely between those two. And I, I mean, with, with Paul Thomas Anderson for Phantom Third, you know, he's like one of my absolute favourites. But you know, I think if you're going to give him best director, it should be for like a, a the master or a, 
uh, there will be blood. I don't know, probably not Phantom Thread, which yes. is smaller in scope, but the mm. No Jack, what do you think? I really liked Phantom Thread, and I think it's very well directed. I think lots of the visuals in it are incredible, especially yeah. the way you know they, he uses all the costumes and that the fashion world to his advantage. And then there's this massive party scene in the middle, which is just incredible. Like it looks amazing. But you know what? Actually, that would I would happily have had Phantom Thread in the original screenplay. Yeah, that's a good good shout. I would have had Dunkirk, but you two laughed me out of the room and I said that the other day. That's because the script is about twenty. Yeah, pages there is long. no script. But that doesn't matter. I mean, it, okay, <laughs> that means it's well directed. But I mean, it's a very well written film. Um, there wasn't much to write, though, was it's there? It's just people going, ah, like Wilhelm <laughs> screaming into them. Yeah, <laughs> but it's all about the detail of of, cap, of of what's going on. It's going to be just a page of Tom Hardy brooding. It's almost harder to write that. It's not that hard to write Tom Hardy brooding. Anyway, uh, yeah, I think Guillermo's probably got director in the bag. I, I mean, I, I call it wishful thinking, but maybe Chris Nolan could edge it. I don't know, if we go back to what you just said about Shape of Water being such a nicely packaged film yeah. it was perfectly done and I think you know that is Guillermo and I don't think I, I absolutely adore Guillermo I think mm. he's just amazing yeah. and everything he does is just so wonderful but I do not think he'll ever be able to out like make a better film than this than he has mm. I, I think, think this is his, so his one isn't it this, this is, is his masterpiece so reward him while we can kind of thing yeah exactly I get that that's a nice point actually similarly though I think Chris is going to fuck off the bond so I think oh, <laughs> oh, please no I, I think, think, I, think I think what my edit for Guillermo is that Guillermo is Mr. Um, kind of back slappy hey friends of all Chris Nolan's a bit like fuck that um, that might a bit, you know, sniffy Brit. Yeah, he um, really is, isn't he? He just doesn't. A, he doesn't want to be there, does no, he? No, he just he seems like quite an objectionable man. Yeah, I, like I mean, it. I get the sense he's the kind of guy who does want to be there, but he'd never admit that he wants to be there. Yeah, I mean, if he's even, I, I love him. I no, do love him. I but, don't think he'd even want to win. I think he would like to go out like Hitchcock, like having never won, never won, but respected. And, yeah, and then yeah. get the lifetime achievement award. Just yeah. walk up, thanks. Like the, like up. the leftovers of directors, just <laughs> just never given an award, but the best there is. I think I think there probably wasn't a hard, this is a crazy statement, but there probably wasn't a harder working director than Christopher Nolan on Dunkirk. I mean, mm. he was everywhere in that film. You see this, the, the behind the scenes photos, and I'm sorry, no other director was was doing what he was doing. He was there's, just so hands on. There's no other other version of that film that's better. Like if you no. try and remake it a different way, you know, with a different cut or with a different director, yeah, it, that film is just the best it can possibly be. Completely. <laughs> and I think what what also stands out about Dunkirk, which is why I actually wouldn't mind it getting Best Picture. I don't think it will. But is that like people who don't like Christopher Nolan films like this film? This film is kind of a, a t- timeless in that way. People mm-hmm. can appreciate it. Whereas, like I said to my mum, see The Shape of Water, and I told her what it was about. And she was like, is this the one with, with fish sex? And it's like, <laughs> not a chance. You know, like, it looks awful. Um, you know, so if you if you don't like Guillermo, I'm sorry, you're not going to like The Shape of Water, really. But, um, yeah, come on, Chris. But hmm. how good is it that Jordan Peele's been nominated as well? So it's just great, isn't it? I find that so funny. I was it's watching brilliant. like some Keenan Peele sketches the other night. I know, I two years like, ago he was just doing those crazy weird sketches of like American footballers with weird names and now he's and Keanu. best director And then nominee. you're like, this is a best director oh nominee. Keanu's another really good film. Yeah. <laughs> is, he, is, he, what is, he, is it the sixth um, black director who ever been nominated? Really? Yeah. Mm. Which That's is insane, ridiculous like, stat. Like, watch watch his next film not be good though. Yeah, potentially. Do we mm. know what it is? I don't think so. But God, he's got a lot of pressure on him. Yeah. Wait, isn't he doing uh, like a TV show? Isn't he doing like tw- Twilight? Oh yeah, 
He is. He's doing a remake of The Twilight Zone. Yeah, that's what he's that's doing. That's exactly oh, yeah. what he's doing. Yeah. That's quite a cool project. Yeah. I think, I mean, I think it's a really well-directed film as well. Oh, it is. You know, it's in, in still very, very good. It's perhaps, you know, he's not juggling as much as perhaps Nolan or... Guillermo, but I think you know. With the, you think about what he did with that s- tiny, tiny budget, you know. It w- I think it's the m- film with the you know the biggest multiplier on its budget or something that's mm-hmm. made. You know, it, it's insane, especially when you think about you know. There's that bit where uh, Daniel's like falling through the air when mm-hmm. he's going to the sunken place, and it looks like something out of like a Kendrick Lamar video or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's just this is insanely cool yeah. to put, like, put that in and have that as your sunken place. It's just... Yeah. For a first-time director as well. Yeah, for a first-time director. Two first-time director directors in this category. It's yeah. great. Yeah. Man, maybe you'll be... You'll be you could be, we could be on that list next year or in a few years. <laughs> Chris, you'll be on there, mate. Uh, Invite us to the Oscars. Need to write something a little bit more socially conscious and uh, <laughs> useful probably first. Maybe they should, they should have a directorial debut category. That would be quite nice. That would be nice, yeah. Um, all right, this brings us to fucking Best Picture. Hopefully Woo! whoever's presenting it has been like checked for senility this time because oh. I, I don't need any more fuck-ups at 5 a.m. in my life. Oh, like but last we time. do. It's <laughs> the best moment I want to get to sleep before 7 a.m. preferably. Uh, so that's the best thing ever (laughs) absolute jumbo list as it is these days Uh, Call Me By Your Name Darkest Hour Dunkirk Get Out Lady Bird Phantom Thread The Post The Shape of Water Three Billboards Outside Emming, Missouri this is a super interesting category because I don't think there's any one front runner you know you've had three billboards mop up everywhere else but all of a sudden it doesn't quite feel like it's going to win I don't know. I just can't see it. I can't see it taking best picture. I agree with Jack. I, I just got the strongest feeling it's going to be Shape of Water. Same here. It feels very Academy Awards, that film, in yeah. the same way that, you know, like a, a Birdman or something that's a bit kind of fucking with the uh, boundaries. I don't know. It just feels really Oscars to me. I think it'll get it. I think it's one of them things where it's um, everything is going to just kind of fall in its favour by the time the Oscars roll around. I think, if, I don't know if, it's going to win on the merit of it is the best picture, but I just think that Free Billboards has maybe now peaked, um, and if, if it hadn't have won the Golden Globes, maybe Free Billboards would have then clinched the Oscars, that kind of thing. A lot of mm. variables that I think has fallen in Shea Falls' favour. Yeah, I think um, it's going to win. Call Me By Your Name, which would have been a front row one time, came out too early. Too early, it did. And it's a shame, because every single per- human being I know who's seen that film is just like, oh my God. Like, everyone absolutely loves it. I mean, it is the best. It is the best. Picture. I mean, I think I, th- I don't think the world really deserves Call Me By Your Name or Phantom Thread. They're so f- fucking good, and they're going to get overlooked, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad Phantom Thread got a nomination. Yeah. Though, because I was worried that it wouldn't. Because it is just such an amazing film, and it just hasn't had anything yeah. before this, really. It's probably the most I've laughed in a cinema, actually, as well, this year, potentially. Oh, I'm so yeah, excited. it's really fun. I don't want to say that now because it's not intentionally funny funny. at all, but it's just like uncomfortably funny, isn't it? I thought PTA didn't he say something like, "Yeah, yeah." Someone um, before you know because the film hadn't been out yet, there was like an AMA, and someone was like, "Oh, when are you going to make a comedy again?" He was like, "I just did." Uh I was like, "But they're going to (laughs) see." Great. Um, I think the 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 films that don't stand the chance, I think we can completely rule out are probably Darkest Hour. I don't see Dunkirk winning it. Phantom Fred, The Post. I can actually see Get Out Lady Bird maybe having a weird shot. I I don't know. You never know. I, I do th- think Shafe Water, but I don't think we should we can count them two out. I think there. Get Out could. Because, yeah, I mean, Moonlight, everyone thought La La Land was kind of in for a short shot, and then suddenly this really small I mean, they did when they announced up. it, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly. Brilliant. 
but so maybe get out could you know it's just got it's got that momentum of everyone loves it and even though it came out in what like february february in the year? states march here right which is insane i think i saw it back in like january last yeah. year which is for it to before now the be Oscars. yeah before the last Oscars, for it to be suddenly have all this hype around it and for everyone to be loving it so much still i think it really could be one of those ones where perhaps it's no one's like number one but it's on average everyone's like number two so it could actually win yeah, that's a really good point. It's, it's a sec. I was reading. It's the second film in Oscars history that was released in that month, um, and the last one that was was Science of the Lambs, which won. And it was a horror. And it was a horror. Maybe if people should start showing their films in Fe- horrors in Feb. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chris, cool. what do you what you think? Shape Water, but what 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 do you what do you want? Uh, Phantom. No, I mean I w- I want it to be Call Me by Your Name. Yeah, I think it's so it's such a wonderful thing, but. I just think it's, yeah, it's, that's gone. It's going to be Shape of Water, and if not, it's probably going to be, yeah, three billboards. I can't see the post getting anywhere, even though it's Spielberg. The it's post's been the really odd one, actually, because everyone thought it was just going to be, you know, winning everything, num- Oscar frontrunner, and then suddenly it's just... Maybe it was too bait, you know, it just came across, you know, it's like it's Spielberg, it's Streep, it's Hanks, it's about it's semi-referencing Trump, it's, like, political, and it just, yeah... It's almost it's a it's a classic make up the numbers nomination, isn't it? Like it's a shame that's like the Florida Project didn't get a nomination. Yeah. I think that would have been deserving. And and like they get they went for nine, not ten. Maybe even something like you know, like an out, uh, uh, another weird one like the Big Sick or War for the Planet of the Apes, or even Personal Shopper, which was a real victim of of when it was released. Mm. It's saying that Get Out proved that that shouldn't be a thing. But yeah. Killing of a Sacred Deer is also not anywhere on this list. No, nomination. Killing of a Sacred Deer, yeah. Neither's Good Time. I thought Robert Pattinson could have been in for a run with That would have been such a ballsy actor nomination, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Also, it's directed so well. That Mm. film is just, it's so exciting. Mm. That's like one of my favourite films of last year, and it's just, no one seems to be talking about it at the moment. It's on Netflix at the moment to check it out. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, did you ever think about how if they'd done the best picture fuck up the wrong way around last year, it would have been even worse. No one talks about that. But imagine how it would have been like if they'd have read out the Moonlight one and all the cast and crew come onto the stage and then they'd be mm. like, sorry, actually, it was La La Land. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been the most painful moment. And do you know what? That's would... like if they announced Get Out this year and then it was three billboards. Yeah. Like if it was that way around. Yeah. That would oh, be man. the worst. Rage. Oh, it'd be <laughs> awful. Just, yeah, it's... um. God, that fuck up last year was the best thing ever. <laughs> I still think I think about that daily. Warren Beatty, man, just absolute hero. Wait, didn't yeah. you interview him? I did, yeah, but you were sworn to secrecy. I was oh, sworn to like not say anything. It wasn't that. I just felt like such a dick because there was no, there's nothing to say other than like, remember that time when you read out the wrong name? <laughs> like, well, I don't know. Is really a better, more, like a artistic way to phrase that question. <laughs> I really hope that Casey Affleck's replacement for best actress is Warren Beatty. That'd be such a genius move. <laughs> oh yeah because Casey's not presenting Casey's that award yeah not pulled out now um, has he pulled out or has he been kicked out well I think they've they've spun it as he's pulled out little column A little column B yeah but mm. whatever just get Warren in get Warren to do, just fucking present it Warren. just get to do the whole thing again <laughs> watch him struggle through all the presenting and the of the awards <laughs> and the hosting of the ceremony it'd be so wooden <laughs> the opening monologue I'm just looking forward to seeing how everyone pronounces Missouri or that yeah. the three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Because yeah. what was it in the announcement? Missouri. Missouri. Yeah, that was very odd. Mm. So I'm kind of that'll be that'll be the highlight of the night probably. And, and mm-hmm. Saoirse Ronan, which it fucking annoys me how people can't just 
get that that's her name? Yeah. Why is it always a thing? It's just like, just remember S- the word. Sasha. <laughs> Sasha. All right, well, it's creeping up on us. It's the first weekend of March, isn't it? Mm. Oscars. Um, dear listeners, you know, maybe try and take the, the next morning off work or school if just to keep us company. Definitely. That'd be yeah. nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, thanks for listening. And as always, and catch you guys in a couple of weeks. Thanks, Jacob. Thanks, Jack. Cheers. Thank you. All right. Take easy. Thank you.